0: Learn to buy and sell cars is sponsored by Randy Adams, Inc. on AM 630, The Word.
2: Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Take somebody. Tell them to go to KSLR.com. Or um, you know, get it on their phone. Get it on their computer. Get it on the radio. But, you know, I've got a pretty good message that the Lord's been working on me. He's working on me on so much stuff, it's hard to keep up with it. And as you know, I finished one book. I've got an editor set up for it in January. Thank you, Lord. And then I'm working on the second book, and really the third book also. i got so much information for two books. But the next two books are going to be Scripture and how it pertains to the car business today. I'm excited about it because the Lord just keeps giving me stuff and piling on stuff. And they tell me I need 25,000 words to a book. But, man, right now I think I could do 75,000 words. There is so much. Let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, bless this country. Turn from the sins and turn back to you. To quit aborting babies, put the Ten Commandments in prayers back to schools, church, and government. It's so much on my heart, O Lord, that you've changed my heart. Help these people, oh, Lord, to absorb your word, to absorb what the best they can be, and not to be selfish, not to be prideful, not to live on their emotions, but to learn and grow and listen to Proverbs 1-5. And there's a couple of versions. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. It's such an awesome scripture. Thank you, Father, for this day and everybody listening. Yes, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, uh, like I said, he's working on so much stuff with me. He likes, um, he likes straightening me out, I guess. He humbles me, that's for sure. You know, um, but, uh, so much is going on in people's lives. And I noticed on Facebook this morning, and he's a relative of mine, and i not had uh, him and his dad and I were close friends. He was a first cousin of mine, and he passed away years ago and the mother raised, uh, I think there was four sons. And uh, expectations. What do we expect out of friends, brothers, sisters? What do we expect in today's fast, tough world? What do we expect out of salespeople to tell the truth? You know, and and they have to battle everything that's going on in their lives with management and owners and overhead and just so much going on. So you know what I'm trying to explain to you how bad it really is, because you got to be ready mentally, physically, and spiritually for a battle for your money, your budget. Uh, I, t- I wrote a note this morning that I, one of my old notes. Do we want to be the best? that we can be? Or do we want to be a show-off, looking good, know-it-all, pleasing others? Well, that's part of the start of, you know, we can do things today. You know, it's so easy to get excited over a new vehicle and then have to pay for it for six, seven, eight years, and soon maybe even 10 years. So expectations, what do we expect out of people Selfishness is our number one problem, and I was an expert on it. I can tell you about that. I'm I'm glad that I've examined it, worked on it, and got a lot better about it because I, I didn't I couldn't spell serving, and other people don't want to take their time to help brothers, sisters, family, friends, relationships. We're in a busy time in a busy world. Do we just stop? And I agree, uh, the Lord. Had somebody, a, a brother-in-law, on me, on my mind, and I didn't stop in calling. And for some reason, I couldn't find his phone number. So what did I do? I ended up not calling him, and he passed away two weeks ago, uh, yesterday. But I, we we need relationships because they they're the ones that matter. We need to to understand what's going on in the world. We need to slow down and understand what our problems are and what our desires are and, and how we're working on everything. And we've got a lot of people on Facebook this morning. I want to thank all of y'all uh, for tuning in. Ricky Zeller is on there today. Hello, Rick. I haven't seen you here yet. But anyway, Proverbs 1.5 says, The wise will hear and increase their learning, and the person of understanding will acquire wise counsel and the skill to learn and steer his course wisely and lead others to the truth. I, I tell you, it's awesome, awesome, awesome to think about that. I've, I've learned from so many people. I learned from my my uh, listeners, I learned from my customers. But I'm willing to learn. I, you know, when I accepted Jesus Christ, my ears opened up, I guess. I don't know. My mouth slowed down, I know. But the ears opened up, and I want to give back. I want to be your mentor. I want you to understand what to expect when you walk into a dealership. Do you expect they they have these $50 million buildings and and $20 million in inventory and overhead of a million, a million and a half, two million a month, and they're going to give you a car? You know, I mean, these commercials nowadays... Do you hate your car? Oh, I mean, they, they wanted to help me. They didn't want to sell me. You believe that? Let me say you land a the park, man, if you believe that. They're there to help you out of your money. That's the help they want to give you. And I understand that. It's hard telling the truth. There's another car guy on the radio, and he's out of Dallas, but he's in a lot of San Antonio stuff. He'll tell you, all retailers are liars. But is that in the diamond business? Is that in the... Banking business, what is it? The bankers, you know, they, they've got a different advantage than everybody else because the government allows them to loan to twenty or thirty to one. So twenty or thirty one, if they got a hundred thousand dollar deposit in there, they can loan out two, three million. Well, that makes it a lot easier to help you and to give you that better interest rate. But you need to get your credit up. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. We'll discuss that a little bit on the back side. Uh, pretty soon, I'm going to switch over to Facebook Inc. Uh, it's going to be Randy Adams Inc. on Facebook. Randy Adams Inc. maybe next week. Uh, we're full on Facebook. Uh, in fact, I had somebody said uh, that I had uh, f- friended him on Facebook, and I'm think I can't. I'm full. So I'm sorry if you're not on Facebook. Go to get ready to go to Randy Adams Inc. and feedback. We'd love to have feedback. If you like my show, you like what I'm trying to do. Go to Randy Adams Inc. Do some feedback there, or go to LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. And um, right now, I bought see three cars this week off of listeners and i'm about to buy buy two more probably monday tuesday thank you uh, you know you need to know the truth i beat carmax on all three of those units uh one guy had been trying to sell his truck for about six weeks and i bought it he was thrilled i buy the good the bad and the ugly buying trying to buy a lady's 350 mercedes uh if you got any interest give me a call uh, we'll see if we can't put you all together, help her out. She needs to sell it. She's moving. Don't need it anymore. So, I mean, I get calls on the good, the bad, and the ugly. Got a call while I on a 32 Ford truck. And um, the other car is, uh, I forgot what it is, but I'm a buyer on it, no matter what it is. Run and don't run, good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, got called call on a Corvette. It's been sitting in a garage forever. Uh, may end up buying it. Uh, they, it sounds like they're close. But I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly, so keep that in mind. We're about to get back on YouTube. I'm sorry I've dropped the ball there. Uh, diminished value. I'm looking for a Christian lawyer that wants to help the public. Diminished value is a problem, a big problem. Insurance companies, we love you, we want your money, but they don't do anything. Insurance agents, I love when they try to argue me about oh, we don't do nothing. I explain to them why they don't do nothing and they don't they back off, but diminished value is a problem because it's not your fault. you're in an accident and and you need to collect the money. I had a gentleman that was trying to sell me a truck about six months ago. The insurance company told him he didn't have diminished value. his insurance company. Told him he didn't have diminished value. He had about 5,000 coming. So he lost that. He went to a battle. He had five units uh, insured for those people. And so what did he do? He's, he dropped all of it. But today's lesson, we're going to talk about Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called, called to, to peace. But don't we all want peace? And be thankful. Be thankful for what you've got. And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. All wisdom about the Lord the changes in his life. Who's ruling your life? Is emotions ruling your life? Is desire... Hey, I'm going to tell you something. If you let desire, greed, pride, keeping up with the Jones... You may not, your old pocketbook may not be able to pay for it. You let that rule your life. You won't have peace. You want peace in your life? Peace is at the end of the month not have to make a payment. That's good peace, man, I'm going to tell you. You ever paid your house off? You ever paid a car off? Have you ever had a car paid off? Are you in that circle of debt? Every time you think, you know... I'm studying this. I'm trying to put a, a, a program and a, together on this. Have you, you know, you're so excited. You're so naive. You think, man, this salesman really gave me a great deal. And about two years, three years down the road, you realize you're about 10,000, 15,000 upside down. Did you? F- are you so naive you forgot what the process was or what happened or how excited you got and how friendly they were? And they were so friendly and so nice and they bared me so well, I want to go back to them. Really? You need to learn and understand where you can walk in there on an even playing field. And, and that's the key. You want to, I want you educated. I want you to understand. Hey, and the business has changed tremendously. I've talked to a bunch of people that used to be in the business that retired. Of course, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people my age have retired, but I'm not. But anyway, I've talked to so many people that said the business has changed tremendously since they've retired. And so they can't even understand it. It is a business that's going to change even more. So you bought this vehicle three four years ago. And you forgot about how you got buried but you see the results so you go back to the same dealership you've already forgot what happened you already forgot the mess you're in and now you go back cuz they're friendly and you're going to do it again you're going to be in a circle of debt and, you know come on in here if you hate your car you hate your payment you hate everything about it we're going to take care of you you really I had a gentleman the other day came in and he said, hey, I want to reduce my payment. I said, why? He said, because it's too high. So you want to get rid of a good unit and reduce your payment in half. That's right. I said, are you making your payment? Yeah. Are you behind? No. And I said, so you want to be in that position where you're going to get something you don't know, something of trust. The man's going to make money on the one he sells you. He's going to make money on the one he's taking away from you. And now you think you're going to be in a better position than you were before? He said, "I never looked at it that way. Here you're wanting to be helped. You're going to give up your good unit, take something of lesser value, lesser quality, lesser you know, more miles to get a cheaper payment. And now you're going to be end up with not a good unit. The man's going to make money on the one he sells you and the one he takes in trade." And you think you've accomplished something. I said, hang in with that payment. You're making the payment. I said, work your way out. You're in this situation. You've signed a contract, and it's a tough situation. I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to do the best you can, but you're going the wrong way. I know he doesn't have peace. I knew that he got ruled. He bought something he didn't intend to buy. He knew. Hey, I forgot, Barry. You're supposed to throw a rock at me or something. Uh, phone number here. If, no dumb questions. <laughs> Don't throw your phone, though. 210 340 9585. This phone number here, give us a call. There's no dumb questions. Love to talk to you about value of cars, situations, deals, whatever you want to talk about. 210. And I'll give you my mobile number second half of the show like I always do so you can call me personally. And I want to talk to you. I had a gentleman I had a great conversation with the other night uh, helping him on his Nissan, his son's Nissan Pathfinder. And so I want to talk to you. We ended up talking, I guess, 20 minutes or so, and then I talked to him the next day or two on how to fix the unit. And we talked another 10 or 15 minutes. But... I, w- I want inter- to interact with you. I, I want to know what you're searching for, what you're needing, if you like the show or not. Like I say, go to feedback. Go to learn dot com or Randy Adams, Inc. Give us feedback about the show. Uh, and give us a call here two ten, three four zero, ninety five, eighty five. 210-340-9585. Love to talk to you about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so give us a call. But- This man doesn't have peace. He's needing to, you know, he got himself in this situation because he didn't know. He said, man, I wish I'd listened to your show two, three years ago. He said, I bought this thing three years ago, and if I'd have been listening to your show, I'd have made a better decision. I would have understand what's going on. I would have, you know, prayed about it, thought about it. You know, that's the biggest problem people have. We get in too big a hurry. We don't pray about it. Hey, I can I I can testify. Uh, I feel like there's some things that the Lord's brought me, but I handled it wrong or done something wrong or something because it didn't work out the way it should have been. You know, the problem is I make a hundred decisions a day on buying cars. There's days I get opportunity to buy a hundred cars and I have to make them quick, 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 quick. I've got the phone ringing. I'm making decisions. I'm making offers. I'm selling. I'm buying. I'm doing stuff. Sometimes you know, you got to stop and pray. Just drop, turn the phone off, I guess. I've got to work on myself also and making better decisions. The Lord's blessed me with his ministry. He's blessed me with seeing what's going on, seeing the changes, what's going to happen in the future, preparing you mentally, physically, and spiritually. But who rules your decisions? This man's decision was he got in there. He was going to buy something cheaper. He was going to buy something different, and he ended up with a Mac Daddy truck that he don't need. Not using it, don't like the payment, don't like the fuel mileage, but he loved it when he bought it. He loved it for a year, and then he started that payment. You know, I keep telling you about my buddy. I, I was asking him how he was doing with his truck, and he said, oh, man, he said, the payment's not too high, but, man, they come too often. You ever notice how fast 30 days rolls around? Man, quick, 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 and he's got to make the payments. And I said, well, I understand that deal. What are you on the second year? He said, yeah, and I only got five more years to go. Is that peace, that other five years stretched out? Are you at peace with five years of payments? Who ruled that choice? Where was you when you made that choice in your decision making? Uh, but we got to be thankful. Are you thankful about the decisions you make? There's a lot of them I don't. Hello, Byron. How you doing this morning? And uh, a lot of other people on Facebook. And so are you at peace at your decisions? Are you thankful at your decisions you're making? Well, maybe you need a little help with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you haven't prayed enough. I often tell about... Uh, a youth pastor, this was about maybe going on 20 years, I'd have to stop and think. And he wanted more than he could afford. And he had a budget, and he, we knew the budget, and we couldn't find it. Finally, we prayed about it. We prayed about it, you know, and I prayed to take his pride away from him, and, you know, we're going to have to have that big Mac daddy. And I was in Dallas, Texas, and here come this Forerunner, And, I mean, it was nice and it had the right wheels, the right color, right everything. And uh, I felt like the Lord told me to look at it. And I go to look at it, and I'm thinking, man, this would be great for my youth pastor. And I said, but it's going to be over his budget. That forerunner came through Dallas Auto Auction with 100 dealers looking at it, and nobody had bid on it. Finally, they got down to the pastor's budget, and I bid on it, and they sold it to me. So as it goes out, I had a guy come up, and he said, how much profit you want on that forerunner? I said, I, I don't sell it. I bought it for somebody. They need it. And he said, well, I'll just name a profit, what you want. I need that unit also. I just didn't bet on it. Well, anyway, I got worried about it. It was too cheap. Went out and looked at it. It was great. Another dealer out there trying to buy it. I get it back home and get it home, and I get my guys to check it out. It's great. Well, a dealer pops up and wants to give me 2500 profit. The Lord was testing me. Whew, mercy. I said, Lord, are you testing me? You brought this unit for the youth pastor, and you, and now you're trying to give me profit. The devil's working on me so hard. i mercy. Anyway, the pastor drove this thing for like nine years and almost got his money back on what he gave for it. But the Lord's in control. He wasn't in control before we prayed because we wasn't in control. We didn't ask him for his help. We didn't think that he would help us. And he helped us take the pride off of off of the young man so he wouldn't buy more than he could afford, more than he could handle. You know, what man makes breaks, you got to remember that. Ain't none of these cars perfect, that's for sure. But, you know, the word rule really comes from the language of athletics. Paul tells us to let Christ peace, and if you got peace in your life, Christ peace is the best. Hello, Roger Santos and... So be the umpire. Let Christ's peace be your umpire and referee in your hearts. Where does your decision-making come? Does it come from the heart or does it come from the mind? I think the mind will mess us up sometimes. I know it's done me many a time, but the mind will mess you up. The ruling that you need comes from Christ's peace, peace in your heart, and you make a better decision. You want that peace Will you be thankful? Well, if you make that that right decision, you're thankful about that decision, you, you you help ask for help, and he brings it to you. You know, we rule our decisions with our heart. Man, I love that car. I told you about the car, my dream car here uh, three or four months ago. My dream car. And I could have stretched and bought it, but I didn't need it. I got to thinking about, do I really need it? I mean, when I was in the world, I'd have bought it, and, man, I would have been whew, prideful and boastful and everything else in the world. But, I mean, it's just a car. It's just an object. Yeah, and, you know, you know, maybe sometime in my life I might reward myself with it, but I doubt it. I mean, I'm comfortable what I'm, what I'm driving. I'm comfortable what I'm doing. I'm thankful to have transportation. Beats walking in a bicycle, I'm telling you, big time. As much as I run around and much as I go and things I've got going on. So I, I want you to understand we're going to work on rule, peace, being thankful. What makes you tick? What makes you do the things you do? So give us a call here, 210 340 9585 we'll be off of Facebook for about 2-3 minutes and we'll be back on right after this short break We're gonna. I'm going to give you my mobile number, that way you can call me anytime and if I don't answer please call back, sometimes I get too many calls, I had a call the other day from some people I wanted to talk to and by the time I got back to them, I had too many calls and their number dropped off, fortunately they called me back, I got to talk to them and so I got a chance to help them. But remember, go to learn to dot com. Give me a call on my mobile. Here's my mobile number, 830-708-4789. Give me a call. We buy. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll tell you what your car's worth. You can sell it on your own. You can sell it to somebody else. And don't do a title loan. Worst thing in the world. 330 percent interest can you believe that that's that's a bike robber can't get by with that and it's legal Yeah, our good old boys in Texas Association, oh, they just, it's illegal in 27 states. We'll be right back. Hey, tune in to us. Get us back on Facebook, Randy Adams. We're going to go to Randy Adams Inc. Feedback, remember, give me feedback if you like me or don't like me. I can take criticism. I get it all the time. God bless you. We'll be right back, San Antonio. Be sure and tune in and text somebody, call somebody. Hey, This is the word that comes from the Lord, not me. He's using me. Thank you, Lord. God bless you.
1: Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, general manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio, and you too can take advantage of our better bottom line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Park way at North Park Toyota San Antonio, i 35 South Exit, 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR.
2: Hello, this is Randy Adams. Thank you for tuning in to Learn to Buy and Sell cars.com. Be sure and go to Feedback, give me some information, that's randyadamsinc.com or learn-to-buy-and-sell-cars.com. sell carscom we got a caller online, it's Matt, is that correct, Barry? Thank you, Barry. Hello, Matt.
3: Good morning, Mr. Adams, Yes, this is Matt, and uh, I actually spoke with you about two, three weeks ago about my uh, 54 Lincoln Capri, if you
2: yeah, recall. Yeah, it was and, a four-door, uh, wasn't it?
3: Yes, exactly. And I'm, I'm going to be sending you a text about that in a little bit. But the reason that I called was, uh, well, first off, you got a great show. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to give it two thumbs up at least. And uh, I think you're providing a great service to folks if they just listen and take your advice. Uh, you know, these title loans, things like that, I've tried to steer people away from that at work that I've heard talking about it. that it's just an, an endless gerbil wheel, you know, of trying to catch up to something. Well, after six months,
2: you've paid back more than you borrowed, and you owe 20 more payments.
3: Yeah, it's, it's just legal
2: theft. It is illegal, um, and in 27 states, but not in Texas.
3: Not here for some reason. Yeah, I guess we need to call a congressman or somebody.
2: Oh, I have. I've I talked to them, and they said, well, we'll look into it. But <laughs> well, their
3: buddies tell them no, huh? Yeah, that's a pretty standard answer, isn't it, about something that they're not going to do?
2: Oh, Yeah. Yeah,
3: so uh, so my, my, my questions are regarding uh, rebuilt and salvage title, uh, what to avoid, whether there's any circumstances one would ever purchase a vehicle like that. And, uh, you know, I, I see it online. Some of them say clean or blue or something like that.
2: What can well, you know, tell me it, about it, that? It, it, Re, reconditioned, remanufactured, re, re there's all kinds of words for it. But it's been wrecked and it's been over 60% of damage to the value of the car wholesale at the time. So if you're driving a $90,000 Lexus, and this happened not, this happened about a year ago. If you're driving a $90,000 Lexus and you wreck it and, uh, I bought the car, and it had thirty thousand dollars damage on it. Well, this guy did not want to wait on it. Number one, didn't want to see how it turned out. Didn't want to have to deal with it if he wanted to sell it or trade it because of bad Carfax and the accident report and all that. So he thought that he could get it totaled out because it was thirty thousand dollars damage, and he talked to body shop into running it up to thirty-eight thousand. Where they would total it out, well, they told him it didn't reach sixty percent of the wholesale value, and he said, "Well, I bought it for ninety, and it's worth, you know, eighty when I drove it." And this car had twelve hundred miles on it, so he said, uh, "It's worth eighty now," and they said, "Yeah, but it's you know, it's almost half of what it's worth, not sixty percent." So what you do is you fix this car up this car went to New Jersey. I've got body shops I sell all over the country. Went to New Jersey, and the guy's wife called me and thanked me anyway. And uh, it didn't hit salvage title. But they fixed it up, and if it was salvage title, then you'd have to take it to the state and get it inspected. And when they inspected it, you got it back on the road. Not safe, not, you know, just that it's back together. And then they'll give you a reconditioned title, reconstructed title. A blue title, it'll say salvage on it. It'll say reconditioned. It'll say the blue title don't mean nothing. It just means that it's been it's the state has looked at it, and they have an opportunity to put flood, salvage, reconditioned, reconstructed, uh, rebuilt. Oh, I, I bought. I had a buddy of mine bought a rebuilt uh, tell you the forerunner. He hated it. Hated it. Had a blue title. Rebuilt. And I told him. And he said, you know, Randy, you're trying to sell me one and this one's 4000 cheaper. I said, yeah, but mine hadn't been wrecked. It's not a previous salvage unit. Well, the guy said he put it back together. Well, uh, six months later, about spending that 4000 he saved on me selling him one it was a nightmare. And that's what they do on this deal. It's it's a way used to. It's finally stopped. I used to sell some people in Arkansas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico salvage units with salvage titles. They'd take them up there, fix them up, transfer them, and they'd come back clean titles. Well, they've changed that now where all the states will say that if it's salvage or not. But value-wise... Let's put it this way. I was at an auction yesterday, and there was a 14 Mazda came through, real nice, low miles, but it had salvage title. Should have brought somewhere around nine or ten grand. Well equipped, low miles, baby doll. They were trying to get three grand. That's the big difference between a salvage title and a regular car. It's thirty percent, twenty-five or thirty percent. The problem is, what's the issues? Was it fixed right? And so you need to take it to a mechanic and a body shop and see if it's been put back together and if there's not going to be any issues. Now, a friend of mine bought a flooded uh, 16-car vent, and it brought 50 cents on a dollar, and it was salvage title flood. And he thought, man, I'm buying this sixty thousand dollar car. Well, it wasn't worth sixty thousand because it's a '16, probably worth more like forty five. But he was excited about it for thirty thousand. He thought he was buying it for half price. The problem is, he's a mechanic. He loves restoring cars, so he started working on this car. Now he's got more money in it than what he could have bought a nice one for that hadn't been flooded. So that's just some of the I mean there's we could go on for hours about talking about salvage and wrecks and and what dealers do about trying to sell them. Those flood cars out of Houston, they're they're around here. There's a bunch of them here on the road again. Is that Roger uh Miller and uh and uh Willie Nelson on the road again?
3: <laughs> yeah, uh Yes, and that's one of the things I'm afraid of. You know, it, 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 when you see the, the prices and then you see that it says rebuilt, you know, the, the prices are, are tempting, you know, because it does seem like a good deal. Well, it depends on the, you know, the car, last thing, The last thing I want to do is get, you know, get into something that, you know, is problematic. I, I, don't, I don't want to buy a car that I have to work on all the time.
2: Well, and that's why I'd advise anybody that was looking at one to have a mechanic in a body shop, check it out. Because uh, a guy brought me one, a lady, I'm, I'm sorry, a lady brought me a Highlander, and I'm a Highlander fan big time. She brought me a Highlander. And she, she had bought it in Houston, Texas. And it was one of those great buys. Man, she thought she'd done something great. So she brings it to me, and, she, and she'd had some problems with it and uh, her mechanic advised her to sell it, so she brought it to me, drove it from Houston, her parents lived in New Brunsville, and uh, I opened the hood underneath, and man, this car had been crushed and put back wrong, bedtime wrong. And she didn't even know it was wrecked. The, the dealer that she had bought it in Houston told her it had never been in an accident. and it'd been. We pulled it up, and it had been in two accidents. And light accidents don't bother me a bit because if you take off the cars that's been in accidents on the road, there's 60% of them, maybe even 70% have been in an accident. The accident is how hard it's been hit, how uh, much, uh, how they put it back together, and, you know... There's a lot of light accidents the car's not hurt at all, zero. And then there's a lot of them that's minor hits that have been fixed right. And they're with the computers and what we have in technology today, they can put them back pretty well. So, But she didn't know the car had been in an accident. The good news is she, uh, she had an unbelievable job. She would paid cash for a Highlander. She would paid cash for a new Highlander and she could afford a loss. She paid eighteen thousand for this Highlander a year prior and it she thought it was a great, great deal. Due to the salesperson, it really wasn't, but she thought it was. And I gave eleven and it didn't make much money. I'd sold it to a, a guy with the you know, he saw the two accidents, is a dealer. He wants to a lot of these guys buy cars and they don't show the customer the car fax or the auto check. And so they tell them, oh, you don't need that. This is a good car. So this guy sold it, I guarantee, to somebody and didn't tell him about the accidents. But that's part of the way the car business is. Everybody looks for an easy uh, way to make money and take no responsibility. I had a lady, and, and uh, she's a listener. Uh, I sold her a car. I sold it two or three weeks ago. And we had a – sometimes these scanners can't pick up a problem. When we tried and we couldn't pick up this problem, and there wasn't no problem. Well, she had a minor little problem, and I fixed the car. She couldn't believe it. She said, I've never heard of a." I said, lady, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to fix it. And I had another friend of mine buy a, a, a truck from a dealer. Franchise new car dealer and the rear end, he missed the rear end howling and the dealer wouldn't fix it on him. But you know, how much do you want to help people? How do you want what's right's right and what's wrong's wrong? I want to do what's right now. If it would have been a you know six months, a year down the road, I would have helped the lady get a good price on it, but I wouldn't have paid for it, you know. But being three weeks to a month. I, I want to help people. I, I don't want them in a, a trap. It's not worth it to me. And so, but there's so many people that buy so many cars that's been in accidents, and the dealer won't tell them. There's dealers at the auctions every week, looking for cars with a bad Carfax, and they want to buy them because they know the new car dealers won't buy them. Certain used car dealers won't buy them, so they can buy them real cheap. So they buy them two, three, five thousand cheaper. Than what the market is, and then they don't tell the customer that it's been in an accident and they make three to five grand on a sale of that car when they should be making a thousand, fifteen, two thousand on the vehicle, which is fair market on a used good unit. Here's a wrecked unit, they're buying them, they're taking advantage of people. I I sold to a guy, and and, uh, I haven't done business with him in several years. Um, He's very selfish, but he says, not. I'm not going to fool with Carfax. I'm not going to show the customers that. And, and then he goes to the auction and he buys them with bad Carfaxes and sits on his lot. And, you know, he tells people, I, don't, I didn't fix anything on it. I, you know, I didn't do any body work on it. I don't know if it's been an accident. And he's lying. He knows it's been an accident. So he saw it on Carfax. He saw it on, on um, AutoCheck, but he won't tell the customer.
3: So, so how how does one find a, a mechanic, or are there certain ones that that uh, uh, do, you know, these pre-inspections, or can, can find any
2: them? mechanic. Who who do you deal with? Get your mechanic. I, I like having two or three mechanics. And just ask them, you know, what do you charge if I find a car and I want you to check it out and see what you think, see if the motor mounts have been changed, see if the motor mounts are lined up, see if the radiator's lined up, see if you think it's, you know, just run it down the street and back, see if you think it runs and drives fine. And just, you know, find out what they'll charge because lots of times it's $50, $75 because they can look over a car in 15 minutes and drive it in 15 minutes. And, you know, and pay that, you know, $50, $75 for the insurance on it to make sure they can check the blow-bys, check the tailpipe, uh, put their scanner on it, you know, that kind of deal.
3: Okay, and they're pretty good about it. You know, I can't, but I'm assuming they can tell whether a car has been in water and things like
2: that. Well, yeah, and I I give a little class on that a little bit. Number one, look at your seatbelt. If the seatbelt's been changed, the water line gets on the seatbelt, and you you can't get it off. Uh, I've seen guys try to scrub it off and everything else. Look at the water line. Look up under the dash. Look up under the carpet and the seats. Now, West Texas... And, and if somebody sprayed the car off sometimes or washed it out because it's got rubber mass, maybe you get a moisture. Look in the trunk, open the trunk mat, look at it, look down the sides of the trunk, and if you've got any doubt about looking under the dash, I just bought one that uh, uh, came out of the auction and it looked cheap, and they'd cleaned it up. We got it in, checked it out, and it it'd been underwater. It's a Toyota pickup. It was traded in at the Toyota store. I bought it off the Toyota store, and uh, it had been underwater. And it passed through the, the Toyota store. They missed it. passed through the auction. They missed it, and I caught it. And, and, I mean, there was mud up underneath the dash. And if I had to, to prove that I didn't have to buy it, because you don't have to buy a, car, a flood car at the auction if they don't announce it. Now, if they announce it and you buy it, that's your problem. But they oh. didn't announce this thing as a flood damage i would taken the, the last trick is taking the door panel off. Body shops can do that. Upholstery shops can do that in a matter of a minute. And look inside the door panel and see if it's got mud, catfish, or whatever else is, is swimming around in there. And, uh, you know, that's another situation. So really, you look at seat belts under the dash, under the carpet, in the trunk, and the last resort is looking at the door panels.
3: Great tips. Hey, Mr. Adams, thank you for what you do.
2: Thank you, Matt. Thanks for calling. Anybody else got a call? Please call. Thank you, Matt. He's got a Lincoln four door. If you'd like a cool car, I think he sent me something, and I, I need to get back with him. But if you're interested in a cool big old Lincoln, um, I think he's on the market. I, I think he said he wanted fifteen thousand for it, and it's a four door Lincoln with the overhead V8. But it'd be a cool car, fun car, if you want something to play with to drive your family around, your grandkids around, and it should keep its. Value You shouldn't go down. It's in the model years that's going to keep it. Now, we're seeing the 30s get tough. We're seeing stuff because, you know, uh, model A's, those are 75-year-old and older people. They're passing away, and so maybe we got more model A's than buyers. 32s in the 30s, those people are starting to pass away, so the market's not quite as strong on it. And so... The cars, that are going to keep their value looks like the 50s and up for the next 10 to 15 years. If you want something to play with, if you got the cash laying around, you know, and uh, you made a bunch of money on the stock market or wherever you've done, you know, it's a possibility. Give me a call. I'll be glad to give you Matt's number, and you can deal with him if you'd like to buy a 54 Lincoln. Now, if it's a two-door hardtop, I'd already been knocking his door down. At fifty, a '54 Lincoln two-door hardtop is a cool car, man. I'm telling you, buddy, of mine's got one. Rich Hellsmith, he's got a baby doll. He's this guy. He's he's quality. He's quality. But anyway, big difference between two doors and four doors, and that old back seat. You, you can camp out in it as big as it is in the back. But that's a cool old car, and they're great cars. But you know me, I like old cars. Uh, I've got a 32 truck, Ford truck that we're working on right now. and uh, You know, i just got all kinds of stuff. I've got a couple of Falcons people are trying to buy. I like Falcons. And so, uh, but, you know, I don't let them rule me. Uh, old cars have always, my mother taught me a long time, let your hobby make you money. And my hobby's always been old cars. Now, at one time, they ruled me, and I'm telling you, they ruled me. One time I woke up, and this was back in the late 70s, I had 35 of them. Now, how many can you drive? I saw something, I just had to have it. He's talking about, disease. hey, I can teach these classes. I was one of them that pride, greed, keeping up. the Joneses tried to keep up with me. And I just, if I saw it, I just had to have it. And if I didn't have the best, I tried to make mine the best. What ruled me? Selfishness, emotions, desires, greed, keeping up with the Joneses, pride. And like I said, in 1988, my dad and I forgave each other. Our lives changed that day. I've accepted Jesus Christ in 94. My life changed tremendously after that. The desires the pride, the selfishness has, has improved 100%, and I've still got room to go and still learning and still growing, trying to understand. So, you know, what is ruling you? Are you thankful what you've got? Are you pleased with what you got? Are you pleased and thankful of what you're doing? What you understand, how you grow, how you understand. I want you to be there. I want you to be the best. I want you to understand, but you got you got to understand this. We're on a level right now that has come up tremendously. You've got car dealers studying college coaches why they're successful how the the program gets better. Lou Saban, I'm gonna tell you, I bet he can't hardly go to the bathroom without somebody studying what he does, because they want to know why he's got the best program. Then you've got dealers and companies studying sociology and psychology on pushing your button. They're after you. How many dealers are there in this town? How many new car dealers, and they all want your money? Have you seen the the Christmas commercials? Do you love your wife? Buy her a new car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, prove love. How much love do you have? Get her a new diamond. Get her a new car. Going dead. It's all right. Pay for it the next five, ten years. It's all right. Uh, is she thankful what she's at, where she's got, who she's got? You know, are, are you putting stress on you trying to please her? Will that salesman push your button? Is that commercial push your button? We just want to help you. We don't want to sell you. Yeah, look at your bank account, find out what your vehicle's worth. When you drive out of there two, three, four months later, they want to help you. They helped you out of your money and put you in. They helped you right into debtor's prison. This is Christmas time. Relationships, time spent. Tell somebody you love them. Tell your kids you love them. Tell your kids how proud you are of them. Work with them. Spend time with them. Love them. Relationships matter more than gifts, in my opinion. That time, that quality time. Helping people, mentoring people, being with people. Barry and I talked about mentoring people two months ago with Steve Sorensen. And it was on last week. That show was on last week. That was a great, great show. Thank you, Steve Sorensen. Uh... But there's so many mentors in my life. Steve Sorensen, Pastor Hagee, Matthew Hagee, T.D. Jakes, Queflo Dollar, Jesse DePlantis. That's the people I listen to. That's the people I want to learn from. That's the people I want to grow. But the Lord's put me in this crazy, rough, unbelievable business to open my eyes because the Holy Spirit shows me this stuff. I'm not smart enough to get it on my own. Holy Spirit shows me what's going on in this business, so you can give me a call on my mobile, eight three zero. Hope you got pen and paper. Seven zero eight four seven eight nine. That's eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. Next week we'll continue about Colossians three fifteen, but I'm gonna run through learn to buy and sell cars dot com because I've had so many people ask me to do it. You can email me at Randy Adams, Inc., and give me feedback there, or you can email me at learntobuyandsellcars.com, or you can give me a call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. But go to learntobuyandsellcars.com, describe your car, or call me, and walk through the easy process. Look at your car. It's yours. you got an investment in it. Look at it hard like you're buying it again, give me a description on it. I want to make you an offer. That way you can sell it to me, sell it to somebody else, add money to it. If you want to know what the market is, hey, add money to what I'm going to make some money. I don't get rich on my my, uh, uh, radio listeners, but my overhead is super. I got 21 reasons why I'm a great buyer why I can outbid new car dealers and CarMax and everybody else. Due to my overhead, due to my connections, due to my experience, due to my being in business for 55 years, yeah. I started when I was 14. I'm about to hit 70. And so I've had plenty of experience. i got plenty of connections. i got people I've been doing business with for 30, 40 years. Why? Because I want to take care of them. I want to tell them the truth. So get a description of your car to me so I can Make an offer on it. You can sell it to me or sell it to somebody else. Bought a truck this past week. People tried to sell it on their own for a month. Finally gave up and brought it to me and said, you still give what you offered a month ago? I said, yeah. So I bought it. Go to learn dot com, Follow the easy process. Number one, get your credit score on ftc.gov. Oh, man, sorry. ftc.org. That's ftc.org. Look at your credit. Get your credit score up. Clean your credit up. Start shopping, searching, doing everything you need to do. Talk to your banks. Talk to your credit unions. Talk to everybody. Being ready mentally, physically, and spiritually on your next purchase so you're ready. Now, after you've done that, talk to people. Talk to your mechanic. Talk to body shops. Talk to everybody, especially people driving that type of unit so you can get all the answers and ask them questions how they like it I had a lady call me needing a thousand fifteen dollars 1500 car for her daughter. I told her, I asked everybody she knew, everybody at church, everybody, may G B, who knows? All her friends, see if they've got a car they don't need. And also, then shop, 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 you know what your trade's worth, shop, find out if the car's good, the bad, the ugly. Because I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I know them all. So give me a call, learn to buy and sell or give me a call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness to mother, father, or spouse. Hey, forgive everybody. Live at peace. Do you want peace? Do you want to be thankful? Do you want to be content? Turn your life over to Jesus Christ. He'll help you. He'll walk with you. He'll fellowship with you. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you something. Holy Spirit will open your eyes, show you the way you need to go, where you're going, how you're doing it. I'm telling you, it's amazing to me because this boy, country boy, he didn't know nothing until the Holy Spirit opened my eyes and he opened it so big, so much. God bless you, San Antonio. I love you. Give me a call anytime. Forgive everybody. Thank you. God bless you.